I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis and he is Julia. We are back for another episode of a podcast that we enjoy and uh nice to see you g how are you friend good man how are you doing i'm good i'm ready to rock man a ready podcast that we administer yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling every time i, I get i get excited to talk to you we've said this before it's nice uh i got a question for you sure got a question right off the bat beautiful so it occurred to me today uh, there have been some some very clear examples of how difficult I have become. <laughs> Just because like you're getting, you're becoming like old and salty. I don't know what it is, man. Curmudgeon. Lately, life? It, it's been a my <sighs> late the last two weeks. I have been very moody, Ooh. moody and um, quick, quick to anger. Hey Francis, can you grab the oat milk? Ah, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Doesn't take much. Unexpected outburst. Doesn't take much. So what's going on, man? Here's an example. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I can tell you. I'll give you examples, right? So here's an example. <laughs> so we needed a toaster. We didn't have one, and like one of the ones where it pops out, or like the toaster it, oven. It, it didn't matter. Yeah, I like the t- the pop out. The pop out's nice. The thing is, is we don't eat much bread. I don't eat much bread, and lately we've gotten back into eating a little bit more bread. Okay, not sandwiches, but one piece of toast with some hummus on on it, and a drizzle of olive oil and some chili flakes as a decent carb side to a salad. Because I I make salads for lunch every day, and I never eat carbs in them. But you need carbs in order to exercise in the afternoon, which is when I exercise. Right. So you got to have something to burn. That's why I eat my, you know, bird seed bread. <laughs> that shit crumbles. Yeah. That shit. It's not, it's not bread. That shit it's is ass. Dude. Nonsense. Yeah. It's like fucking cement. It's like they just left out an important step in making bread. They're like, this is a bread crumble. It's a crumble. It's a crumbly crumble of bread. It's all seeds. A handful of grain. It's birds. Food. Poor birds. Bluebird Francis. Yeah. Swans would turn their nose. They would turn it down. It's yeah, pretty good. good. Thank you. So here's the thing. We needed a toaster because we were eating more of this bird seed bread. And uh, it finally arrived. The toaster arrived. My girlfriend ordered it, and it was on the kitchen counter, and I was very excited. There it was. Gleaming new appliance. And then the next day, I went to make my toast, and <laughs> I couldn't find the toaster. And I said, hey, where's the toaster? And she goes, oh, it's down here. This is where we keep it. And she had stored it in a cupboard down below with some of the other appliances, like the blender and the juicer. And the other things. And I said, well, why why can't we just have it out? Yeah. And she goes, because it doesn't look good. And I said, but if we're just going to keep it down there, then I don't even think I'm going to use it. 
That's controversial. I and feel like toaster is a show item. Show it is a show item. You can keep the toaster. Toaster out. is a an item that can live in the open. You don't un, you don't keep it plugged in, but you leave it out. You unplug your toaster after every use. They just say you're supposed to unplug it. I don't know if this is an Italian thing. Is but. that because? <laughs> is that because big chunks will fall down and then you have to fish them out with a metal utensil and you shouldn't do that if it's still plugged in? I think it's much simpler than that. I think it's this fear of if you leave it plugged in, it could start a fire. It could. What? This could be Italian shit, dude. Chris is nodding his head. I think you're not supposed to leave it plugged in if there's a bathtub nearby. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's for sure suicide toasting your bread next yeah. to the fucking the bathtub so okay i agree with you on this one this leave the, was leave one of those moments where i probably should not have cared very much but, but i thought okay here we go we're going to war <laughs> we're going to war over this over the toaster over whether or not the toaster deserves to show its face in the kitchen <laughs> And I started pointing out other things that were on display, like the knife rack, uh, the the microwave, the you know um, the tea kettle. And yeah. I said, I make toast more than we make tea. How is it that the tea kettle gets to live out in the open, and yet the toaster needs to be relegated to some closet, like it's an ugly stepchild or something, yeah. like it's Harry Potter? That's exactly what I was just thinking. And she Put goes in the basement. She immediately seeded the point. She was like, "All right, fine. It can can be out." <laughs> she was like, "I just think our 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 counter is getting a little busy." And when somebody gives in, when you are when you've <laughs> you know marshaled the battalions and you have polished the bayonets and you've made sure that the weapons are oiled <laughs> and people have their battle stations. And the women and children are hiding in the subway tunnels below. <laughs> and all of that is prepared, right? And then someone's like, oh, we're not, we're not showing up today, actually. We're, we're not going to fight. Right. The other side's just like, what, you, what are you talking you about? You feel like such an asshole instantly. Yeah. You instantly hate yourself. An unnecessary escalation. And you look at yourself and you're like, what, why am I so poised for battle? Why... Are my hackles up? Why are my traps flexed right now? <laughs> a cantankerous, nasty fellow. Why are my eyes bloodshot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and that's been happening a lot lately, unfortunately. Uh, and I just, it, it brings me to this question, which is something that I immediately thought of. Um, the question is this, Julio. If you met you, and let's say that that you, was a she you. Okay. And a, an attractive she, she me. you. How long could you date you for? Uh, dude, I don't know. This is a fucking weird question. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I guess you're like, how long she me? Same, same exact personality characteristics, but a girl and, a, and, a, and like a, a pretty hot girl. So I'm hot girl. We're yeah. agreeing on this. How okay. long could you, Julio, date hot girl you for? Assuming that hot girl me was my type. <laughs> like well, but physically. That's, that's, well, okay. So the, yeah, 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 okay. Right. Okay. All those Your things. type physically. Yeah. I don't, dude, I don't know. I don't, like, it's hard. I, like, I'm sorry to like not give a good answer, but it's hard to like, I can't really conceptualize what I'm like. Do you think that your personality would mesh with your personality? 
maybe. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I like. May, I'm not sure, dude. I think you're low key enough that you guys would get along. I the think thing you struggle with is is lack of spark. What well, between me and me? Yes, because <laughs> because you're laid back. You're laid back, and so is she. Me, and so is she. You. Yeah, but maybe so she's a bad girl, dude. Maybe I come home and she me's on all fours being like, welcome back. Well, only you would know that, though. So maybe. So you that's know? you saying that you. There's you, a lot you don't know about me. That's you saying that you, you <laughs> would do that as well. Me, me would appreciate that <laughs> is essentially what I'm saying. Right. Yes. Well, then that's great. Yes, yeah, is good. So you guys would have a robust sex life. We could have a fun sex life. You would have a robust sex life. Is that enough? I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Me, me, she, me. I, <laughs> I like, I like that my girlfriend is like pretty grounded. I'm like relatively grounded, but I'm yeah. less like she is really on top of like things that I'm not on top of. You compliment each we other. We compliment each well. other. So that could be a problem for me and me when we date each other. You would miss that. That's um, okay. Yeah. I might. Yeah. You'd miss a lot of the qualities of her. You, do you think this is this is a dumb question and I already know the answer, but do you think that you that she you would would not <laughs> hold up to your current girlfriend? I don't think she me would do as well as current girlfriend. Yeah. I think I'd choose current girlfriend over myself. But you 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 might you might last. You might last for we a little bit. Last. Ultimately you might break up. <laughs> How do you, what do you think about you and she you? Five minutes. <laughs> five minutes of conversation and it would be over do you think she you would not like you or would you not like she you equal hatred equal disdain equal and instant hatred <laughs> i could not handle another version of me for five minutes and if it were a female uh we, she would hate me and i would hate her <laughs> so are, are you just a huge pain in the ass like have you become a huge pain in the ass no. Um, What's the issue here? I understand that like maybe you're easily set off these days. Shorter temper, well, or shorter fuse. I, I don't know exactly what it is. I'm just I'm just moody and, and volatile mm. and not in like an abusive way. When I get angry, I, I, I kind of close off and and just want to <laughs> be left alone. Right. But it doesn't take much. There's no telling what's going to get me going. Right. Right. Um, right. Here's another example. Okay. So actually I'm going to save that one for a bit, but I, okay. but I want to come back to it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's really no telling kind of why I, I, I get upset or whatever. I think it's part of the pandemic wall that we've talked about. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know, man. I, yeah. Well, dude, you got to keep fighting the good fight. I'm trying. I'm trying. The last part of it is, though, first of all, the fact that my girlfriend has been now dating me for two and a half years. Crazy. Either makes me think that she is the most patient, tolerant person on the face of the earth, which I've mentioned before. You have. Or she has the worst taste in men <laughs> alive. I almost think it's a discredit that she's still with me. Uh, dude, that's that's not you shouldn't be thinking about. Well, that's very like self-loathing. That. Very self-loathing. But I think we all possess some yeah. shred of that. Yeah, certainly in our field too. It sort of heightens our ability to make good jokes in theory. Yeah, double-edged sword. Yeah, 
But yeah, I mean, dude, apparently she's fucking Joan of Arc. I think that's Mother <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. Mother T. So I was thinking a lot about that. I mean, how hot would Shimi have to be for me to overlook all of the problems? And and even then, how long would it last? Dude, the problem with that, yeah, I think we both know that that never lasts. Nobody's hot enough. That's right. That you can overcome them being terrible. Nobody's hot enough. Unless you're like an old man and you have this like young hot girlfriend and then like, so, you know what I mean? You've poisoned your mind to be like, I still got it. Though that or guy you can just put know exactly what you've signed up for right. and you accept it. Or you don't. Or you truly believe that you're an exception and that's its own unique issue. I guess you're right. Regardless, dude, yeah. Like at the end of the day, you know, your fucking hot girlfriend becomes your hot girlfriend that you're very used to. And if she sucks, her yeah. being hot doesn't doesn't overcome yeah. that. Ultimately, I, I, I would say that if she, me, were, you know, Emily uh, Ron Jaworski or whatever the hell. Ron Jaworski. Emily, Emily Ron Jaworski. Ra- Rapatucci. <laughs> Ratajkowski. Ratchapucci. Uh, if Maria Emily, Stanley Tucci. If, and- I, if the female version of me was Emily Ra- Rastapucci, <laughs> I could handle it for, I think, uh, I think a month. Maybe maybe three months, and then um, and then we would just not be able to stand being in the same room uh, as each other. <laughs> Dude, I saw her walk out of a building, and she was wearing a jersey that had her name on it. It just said Rada. I was like, oof, not good or so good. That's, that's cool. As fuck. That is cool. That oh, is cool. Sick. Yeah, I was very impressed. Mm, well, dude, her. update update from my end. Good. Um, yes, please. You know, as far as girlfriend boyfriend stuff goes. It looks like we found us found a place. Hey, hey! Knock on wood. I don't want to jinx it. We're not fully. We haven't fully finished the process. But I, I think our listeners will like to know that Francis was kind enough to write one of my letters of recommendation. I wrote his letter of recommendation, and I'll tell you, it was great. It, my girlfriend was like so impressed <laughs> at just the the brevity. It was like perfect. It was just a, a perfect four sentences. He knew that it didn't need to be some fucking. 500 word thing he knew exactly what to do yeah. perfect word selection and yeah. uh, it was a stellar review and, I, and hopefully we'll strengthen our case for being approved i i i have to say <laughs> i i enjoy writing those things <laughs> it's basically a tweet of recommendation <laughs> we both agreed though that we needed to proofread it just in case you threw a couple of fucking Ooh, rogue sentences i in thought there. about it did you ever see? Did you ever see when I had my boss? Yes, that's exactly right. A letter of rec, and and then I had it. He didn't even vet it. And you I, wrote it. For he him. just signed it, and I wrote it for him. And it was like a, it was like a five paragraph of just shitting insane on him. Insane. Well, it was him. It was him going into how much he hates putting on the golf course, dude. So, um, but I have a lot of fun with with things like that. With writing, it's always really fun for me, dude. Awesome. Uh, speaking of which, I'm I'm reading a, a good new book. I finished the Obama. Uh, memoir, which again, I I don't know that I'm going to recommend that. You, you, unless you unless you just are obsessed with Obama, which you know I kind of am. Uh, you shouldn't read it. But the new book, um, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the Obama memoir. The new one is by Phil Clay with a K. 
Uh, he wrote Redeployment, which was a series of a series of short stories about his experiences uh, as a as an Iraq War soldier. He's in the Marine Corps. Cool. Um, what's his new novel that he wrote? Yeah, Missionaries. And I'm only like 40 pages in, and I can already tell it's spectacular. Um, so Phil Clay, by the way, is one of these guys. The military produces a few authors who turn out to be the best writers in the world. And it makes me mad. That's just like a thing? For Well, it, it, it kind of makes sense. It, it definitely makes because sense. Because war is so dramatic. Yeah. And there's so much emotion and feeling in war that if you experience it and you already have the capacity to be a great writer, right. you now are provided the greatest toolkit, a host of experiences yes. and sensations and memories that will fuel your writing for the rest of your career. Totally. Maybe that's me oversimplifying it. I don't think you are. I'm not that, trying to discredit them at all because they're still using their imagination and all of this. But, you know, th- there have been so many incredible military veterans who went on to have inc- just beyond belief author author careers. Interesting. Um, and this is another guy. I'm reading him and I'm like, this. he's as good as fucking, you know, Hemingway almost. Did Hemingway serve too? Well, yes. There you go. But but yeah, <laughs> Hemingway served in a, not to, not to discredit Hemingway, but Hemingway served at a time when everybody served. Right. 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 So this is an Iraq War veteran, you know, uh, and 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 then he comes out of it, and he's just like the best. His prose is be, is beyond belief. It's beautiful prose. It's sad to me to think that even if I had gone from you know minoring in literature undergrad and then i'd gone and gotten a master of fine arts in in fiction writing from columbia i still wouldn't be as good of a writer as this guy who instead of any of that was was off fighting in iraq he was there you know but like you said that's a it's an advantage for sure to have that experience have you ever thought have you ever thought about undertaking an experience like that whether it's the military or some crazy life choice for the sole purpose of providing you with material. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, but what about you? Like material, comedy material, just pe- material for anything. Com- you know, Writing. Uh, yeah. Any, anything that would fuel your creativity. I've never considered Or, that. Or let's say provide you with more of a platform upon which to build a career. Dude, I just wouldn't do well in battle, dude. And like, just that whole environment, I just don't see myself thriving in it. No, me neither. You know, I just I don't. I don't think I could handle I it. I don't think I could take it. I don't like going to the bathroom other anywhere other than a toilet. That's your main concern. Oh, <laughs> I mean, peeing outside. You're like, come no, out, peeing dude. is fine. I got uh, no problem. I like peeing Well, outside. I mean, I think, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Being in the bush, yeah, doesn't sound great. Squatting into dump, and let, let's even cons- let's even consider the f- idea that like you know modern. I guess now modern warfare sucks too. Like this like urban warfare thing. It's like where you don't know who's a civilian and who isn't, and you fight valiantly, and then you kill civilians anyway, and then everyone hates you, and your intentions were noble. It just seems like really difficult. Yes, type of circumstance. Absolutely, it's hell. It's fucking hell. 
I I thought for there were definitely periods in my life where this is I mean this is so ridiculous to say but I got stuck and I didn't know what I wanted to do next and I thought well if I were to join the military that would give me options after right right does that make sense I mean dude you you've told us that you've been sort of on your way down to like enlist multiple times yeah but it's like you know for the completely the wrong reasons you're supposed to join the military because you you believe in the country and you want to serve or your parents served or whatever i don't think that's true man i think a lot of the time it just is like more of a practical decision than you'd think person who doesn't know what they want to do with their lives why not join this noble cause where you'll get paid and you'll have benefits and all this stuff like i think that that's a lot of it too do you think that anyone joins the military thinking it will look good on their resume after? I mean, certainly if you're uh, some kind of officer, it's like a really, it's a really strong. Well, that was kind of my thought. It's stronger than fucking, you know, I feel like it goes military officer. And then second, it's like, you know, division one athlete, which, you know, we both have. Yeah. I haven't uh, done much for me in yeah, my same, career. Same, honestly. I feel like I got hired for my only job because of that. And then they're like, dude, how did you compete? You're just like. A fucking lame duck. You suck, dude. Get out of here. Stop it. I've played tennis with you. I'm pretty good. You're spectacular. I appreciate that. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Um, well, dude, I'm excited for both of us because, you know, when this, by the time this comes out, this episode comes out, we will either be, I think we'll still be both on our trips that we're taking. Where are you going? Oh, uh, you don't know. I, so when I heard you were going somewhere, I was Switch like, I gotta go somewhere too. I'm not doing, I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm going to California. Um, I'm going, Hillary's family stays out there. I'm going to go stay with them for a couple of days. I'm going to rent a car. I'm going to do some like little cool day trips. Nice. Um, I'm looking forward to that, but I'm more excited for you who seems like, you know, a bit more stir crazy perhaps. Yes. And a nice vacay could really do you good. I know you went to Florida, but like visiting family is different than a fucking vacation. I'm going to Jamaica. You're going to Jamaica. Jamaica Mon. M O N. That's how you say mon. it. Going to Jamaica Mon. Jamaica Mon. I am so hyped to go to Jamaica. I'm really, really excited. You know, one of the reasons is it's all paid for. It was all paid for a year ago. Oh, you had already paid. Oh, yeah. And yes. is, so is it like one of these like all-inclusive kind of things? Uh, not quite. Right. Well, that's that's probably good. The all-inclusives tend to be like a step down from the places that are. Yeah. I know there's fancy ones, but. No, but this this place is really, really fancy. Is it like Montego Bay or something? I'm not even going to say the name of where I'm going because I reached out to them and asked if I could post photos for them in exchange for a free night or two. And they didn't respond. Oh. They totally gave me the cold influencer shoulder. They iced you. So I don't want to give them the credit of me staying there. In fact, what I might do is actually promote rival hotels <laughs> out of spite. 
you petty, bro. You or, petty. or like post pictures of me at their place and then miss geotag it. <laughs> Blur out with the, the wrong with the wrong that's funny. <laughs> the wrong place. Savage. No, I, 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 I'm really excited. And um here's something though that sucks. Uh I read two days ago someone tweeted this at me that currently Jamaica is in the midst of its greatest marijuana shortage ever <laughs> the great drought the, is upon it's us dry it's a dry <laughs> you know Dude, landscape what the fuck is there. that all about i don't know and i'm not <laughs> thrilled because one of the sort of most prevailing images that made me excited about this trip and decided to go to jamaica was a friend of mine told me <laughs> that when you go to this resort they come up to you while you're lounging by the infinity pool and looking out over the ocean and the sunset, sipping your rum punch. And they, the waiter will have a tray of joints already rolled in a spiral That's arrangement. Wonderful. Uh, and you get to each one's a different strain and he'll tell you, and you get to select them like they're glasses of wine. It's wonderful. Or, che- or it's like a cheese cart. Bongs away. Bongs away. That so that's what I was so excited about. And my God, if they don't have the pots for me, man, oh my God, I'm not gonna. What do I do? They gotta have it. Terry. They gotta have the pots. They gotta have the fucking pots. This place will have a reserve store. I have. I have to believe. Well, dude, my, my buddy Ricky Velez, who we know, who we've had on the pod, both of our friend, mm-hmm. um, he once told me a piece of advice that I think is very solid. And if you haven't already done this, you should do it. You should go get fifty dollars of singles before you leave tomorrow ones american yep. ones american ones and oh cuz dude you're gonna, you're not going to have the right denomination you're going to end up giving the fucking bellboy five you're going to end up like killing yourself tipping people or not tipping and if you just have a stack of ones dude everybody's good you're the man and you never have to worry about it all right but hold on a second i'm not giving 1 dollar to everybody 2 bucks 2 bucks a dollar you know Is whatever 2 bucks your your tip if I if if it's like the bell guy or the guy comes and brings me a remote control to my room, I'll give him a you know dollar or two. Interesting. Do you think that it's not insulting to not tip them in their own currency? I mean, it really just depends on where you are. Like yeah, when I, I when I was in the Bahamas, it's a it's a I'm serious. It's a direct exchange. Usually on yeah. a resort, there's no problem doing that. They usually take USD because they're probably trafficking in it so much. Yeah, like it make it makes a lot of sense in a lot of those like resort places. I'm sure it's different from everywhere. I have a friend who goes to a lot of these places. It goes, you know, travel to Thailand or to Vietnam or you know Jamaica, St. Bart's, wherever it is, and he universally refers to any foreign currency in a tropical location as coconuts. <laughs> Dude, this thing cost me 38 coconuts. <laughs> I had to spend so many coconuts. It's just that's that anywhere he goes, the money there is coconuts. That is fucking great. Dude, that is hilarious. All right. So you're going to bring your coconuts. What other preparation have you done? That was a really good point. That was one of the better points you've ever made on the podcast. Me or you? No, you. The singles. I like that Oh, dude. The singles is good. Shout out Ricky. Yeah. Um, What what other preparation are you going through? Here's something I did. I trimmed up the pubis region <laughs> with my manscaped lawnmower lawnmower 3.0 i wish i'd said that correctly you're pubin the lawnmower 3.0 i trimmed it up nice and tight good do you know why why because when you travel to a tropical location where it's sunny all day and you're making love <laughs> making in love. the daytime your orange pubics pubic bush 
shows up a lot more. And it'll retain heat. Yeah, yeah. And smells. You're much more visible. Your fur is very apparent. Uh, (laughs) You got to come in clean if it's a sunny vacation. If you're going on a ski trip to a cabin, you can can let it grow. Let the mane flow. (laughs) That's fine. That's just part of staying warm. (laughs) Dude, when I keep it tight, too, I'm not going to lie, like, I like really am excited about it. Like, I just like love checking myself out. Yeah. And just even like all any, any kind of like sexual experience is definitely heightened mm. by a nice, clean fucking, you know, whatever. That's right. Playing little, field. little tiny, you know, five o'clock shadow poking its way through. And you're like, oh, I'm a bad girl. Dude, totally. And you know, the yeah. thing, the thing, <laughs> the thing that's beautiful about the lawnmower 3.0 yeah. is that, uh, any device that isn't directly, uh, used for this any kind of like utility device that you could use on your face or on the back of your head or whatever you just cut the you just cut yourself dude. that's right and it fucking sucks yep cutting your balls is the worst thing in the world yeah it's it really is it really is when your ball sack looks like uh you know the face of a of an over of a boxer who should have retired years earlier <laughs> that's never what you want yeah Just you don't want to have pieces and... of toilet paper on the side of your face oh. absorbing the and it, <laughs> and it you know it's you bleed down there there's a lot of you know whatever blood yes. vessels and yeah you... capillaries all that stuff <laughs> isn't there a package we can get i got the package the performance package it comes yeah. with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmers i did all that too I cleaned up my ear hairs and my nose hairs because those things are just as apparent as well when you are in bright sunlight. And that's also like an age thing. The older you get, the longer that those hairs start to take care of those things. I got a haircut. I really cleansed the hair from my body ahead of this bathing suit heavy vacation. And I strongly suggest that people do the same. Yeah. Also included in the package, performance boxer briefs, a travel bag. It's great, you know what I mean? Especially Puxatani Phil apparently has seen his shadow. So, uh, you know, winter's ending sooner this year, so you got to make sure you keep your shit tight. Manscaped, yep. use the promo code OOPS20, get 20% off your next order and free shipping. Manscaped.com, OOPS20, check it out. Get in there. Dude, so I learned something interesting for the first time the other day. I was reading one of the books that Remy Casimir, I'm shouting out a lot of our old podcasts, she recommended. Hmm. Um, and they what were book? talking about, it's called She Comes First. Uh, you know, which you guys can, it's on, uh, sorry to any of her family members who are listening to this. Um, but it said something interesting that I didn't know the taint, mm-hmm. uh, do you know what the taint is? What that well, means? Well, I get the taint and the gooch mixed because, up. Dude, it ain't your dick and it ain't your ass. That's why it's called the taint. Hmm. It's in between. It, it ain't either. It's in between. Why does that give us taint? It ain't taint. It ain't taint. It ain't. You know, this is like your Jeep thing. <laughs> this is in the book. And I don't know how true that one ended up being. Arby's. <laughs> Dude, all right. Arby's was a stretch. Jeep, I think, is is true. Okay. But also taint, who knows? But it sounds like it makes sense to me, dude. Well, but you said it's not your dick and it's not your ass. It that makes me think it, it, it should be daint. It taint. It daint. Da ain't. Daint. No, it ain't makes more sense than daint. What the fuck is daint? Dick, ass, ain't. Oh, that's interesting. Dick. No, dude, come on. It <laughs> It ain't your dick. It ain't your ass. Daint. <laughs> Fucking daint. Dainty, like a dainty little. Okay, well, fair enough. You know, you know? fair bull, enough. Fucking your bulls. I like that spot. 
That's a good spot. Do you know why it's called the mall? The ball? The mall. The mall. Because you shop at them all. I've never heard of the mall. Come on, is that real? What's the mall? Oh, the mall, like the shopping mall. I thought that that was a sex thing. You just made that up just now. Chris or you've heard no, that but before. I've heard it before. I don't know if it's true. Oh. It's just another one of those things that the you're saying, the taint thing. Them all. Interesting, Interesting, Chris. You know, there's a funky vocab word for words that are comprised of two separate words that are smushed together, but I can't remember what it is. And it's don't. an incredible word, too. No, it's it's two words in one that mean something in and of themselves. Oh. Or like the the new formed word means something. It's an incredible word. I can't remember what it is. Whatever. Well, dude, so I don't know if you noticed. So I think I sent this to you guys the other day, but my commercial is airing. Yes. Which uh, everywhere. I know. And people are, I'm getting it. I actually found out from a listener. What a nice thing. They DM me being like, is it, are you in a general commercial? I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. Like that's how I found out that it was airing. Yeah. Which yeah. is exciting and great. But the only problem with it is that I'm in, I'm in a closet in the in the commercial so now everyone's like oh dude you came out of the closet huh? you, so you annoying though. Like, you were dude, in the closet I, the whole time i've remained in the closet yeah. everybody i'm still in the closet still in it so I'm, <laughs> dude you, first of all you looked good Thank in the you. commercial you looked Thank like you. you which is great yeah i you know so often in commercials you're wearing funky things or they do you all yeah, up they, they dress you up like a fucking rain cloud yeah and Ooh, you, you were so recognizably you in the commercial, which I think goes, you you can use it for your reel, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't use it for my theatrical reel, probably. But mm. it's good to, I mean, whatever, dude. As long as it's Aaron, that means I'm making some more cash. And uh, I'm going to need it now that I'm fucking paying rent. <laughs> Hell yeah. When does that start? What's your moving date? Uh, tentatively, a knock on fucking wood, April 1. Wow. And uh, we found a spot we're really psyched about. Dude, dude, two bathrooms with two showers. Huge. That means that we never... Itch. Ever have to cross contaminate? Itch. Itch. Oh, fuck it. That's pretty good. Donnie Itch. T. Where did, what happened to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened to Don T, dude? Um, trial right but, now. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, actually. That just started. Yeah. Um, but, dude, yeah, the, the two bathrooms, man, it's just really clutch. And it's going to allow me to continue my run of. You know, keeping it classy around the misses. Are you going to assign one toilet for each of you? Yes. Okay, that's really interesting. She gets the bedroom bathroom, which is the better one. Yeah, but that, I get the whole. But hold bathroom. on a minute now. Hold on. This oh is a really important consideration. Oh, fuck. Because the bedroom bathroom, right? If mm-hmm. that's where she's going to do her business, she might be embarrassed by the fact that that's going to you know, potentially create uh, uh, evidence that leaks out into the bedroom. Mm, now, where's the other bathroom? The other bathroom is like far away from, so there's like bedroom, then kind of like the main room with like, we're going to have TV and di- dining room table, all that stuff. And then around the bend where the kitchen is, is where the other bathroom is. Okay. So that's also, yeah, going to gonna sort of leak fumes out into the open. No, but I mean, that's great for me. Like that situation. Dude, I don't want to be neck in the bedroom. I don't want the bedroom bathroom. Yeah. You know, like I'm much more likely to sort of create ruckus. Yes. Than she is. You know what You're I mean? going to leave uh, a, a trail of uh, ill will. A trail of tears. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. I'm trying to think who, you know, who's whoever 
is more self-conscious about going number two should get the bathroom that is farther off the beaten path would be my interesting general thought yeah. on that. And I think that that would definitely be me. Mm. Uh, speaking of which, we got Kojai we just got Kojai entered in the, the room. House. Little Koji, man. Good boy, Kojai. Bring him in there. I'm watching on the YouTube. Dude, oh. this is a great segue. Tune into actually, the YouTube into the right next... now. It'd be, a, it'd be a good time to tune into YouTube yeah. right now. Yeah, tune, tune into, into the, the YouTube. Tube. Fucking uh, Kojai. That's Kojai just making sounds into the mic. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Co get out of here. Kojerson, take a hike, pal. Dude, so Kojai just reminded me of something. Like, I have a couple friends who talk about how it's like lame to talk in baby voice to a dog. Like, all these fucking people talking, like, to do that poor fucking dog. Who, like, how else are you going to talk to a dog? Hello, Kojai. Yeah. What are you going to be? Uh, <laughs> Do you watch Boardwalk Empire? It's been years, but I did watch. Remember the old. FBI agent who's played by you know the bad guy and everything, Nelson. Yeah, wait. I thought is that what's his name the the guy with the weird face? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember his that actor. But yeah, he just that you're gonna talk to your dog like that. Oh, what a stretch that was. I didn't need to go there. <laughs> no, but I think I know the guy from uh, from the movie about the the mermaid. Yeah. What the fuck's his name again? What is that actor's Michael, name? <laughs> Michael. Shannon. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. A fellow Brooklyn resident. Michael Shannon. Is he? He is. What an actor he is. He's awesome. But he plays a bad guy in every movie. He's great in Revolutionary Road. That guy's great, dude. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know how you could talk to a dog in a regular human voice. To me, that that's very strange. It's strange as fuck. You have to be like, oh, Kojai. Yeah. Hi, little boy. You have boy. to soften it up and let him know that you love him and that he's your biological son, as I often do. <laughs> Dude, so let's listen to this. This reminds me of a story that <laughs> that uh, happened in the town where my family's from in Italy. Hmm. So apparently there's this story going around the town about this guy, and this guy's still in the town. And like, I guess like animal rights there aren't what they are here because this story is very disturbing. So hmm. basically- this guy's wife loved their dog a lot. Like they loved the dog, you know? And he would get jealous. He'd be like, you love the fucking dog more than you love me. This guy, his name's Nemo. Nemo, like I guess you pronounce it Nemo or something. Um, and he got, one night he got really drunk, comes home wasted, gets out the chainsaw, oh. saws the dog in half. <laughs> oh God. You would go to prison for that here, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think you, I think you would. And I don't know if maybe just like no one reported it, but I don't think that like you can get in trouble for shit like that over there. Wow. It's like the third world of animal rights. Do they do um, cockfighting and stuff over there? I don't think so. Not that I know of, dude. Although my aunt used to like chase chickens, and but it wasn't like cockfighting, but she, was, she would chase them. She was like 80 years old running through a field. She'd fucking catch it because there's a farm in the family. Hmm. Um, but dude, it, that reminded me, you know what I mean? If you're coming home uh, and you're planning on fucking sawing your dog in half, there's no better way to do it than in your bird dog's exactly pants. what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, there, there's so many, so many drunk, belligerent, envious husbands have really lost their way by um, dismembering the family pet <laughs> in pants that don't have a built-in underwear liner, and their lives are invariably ruined. <laughs> And your heart almost breaks for these monsters uh, who who ruin, you know, who murder 
pets so so uncomfortably. Um, I can't help but think, you know, was he inspired by like cat dog? Was he intending to cut a cat in half and then try to put post him to push him together? Doctor Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in his bird dog's pants. It's maybe, alive. maybe he was, he was he gonna was cut gonna... a bird in half, <laughs> shove that into the butt of the dog, make a literal bird dog. He's such a fan of bird dog's pants. Who isn't <laughs> comfy and uh, sexy? Dude, that's really funny. <laughs> Dude, speak, all right. So anyway, if you want to cop a nice pair of these beautiful bird dog's pants that we all know and love. Birddogs.com, promo code OOPS, 15% off. They'll throw in a free pair of nunchucks. Sure will. You can also use on the dog if you need to. Or your wife if she tries to stop you. (laughs) Birddogs.com, get them now. Dude, so the bird dog is a hunting term. Oh, is it? Do you know about this? So you shoot shoot the bird and then the dog goes and gets it. Mm. Now, a friend of mine who I've talked about before, Brent, the guy who only speaks in phrases, he was back when he was single, he'd be like, He'd be like, yeah, man, uh, he was bird dog. He bird dogged me. And I'm like, what the fuck's that mean? Bird bird dogging someone is when you're at the bar with a girl, you get her drunk all night, and then another guy swoops in at the end of the night and takes her home. So he's the bird dog. He's the bird dog. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. I know bird dogging from one flew over the cuckoo's nest when Jack Nicholson is talking to Billy, who is, you know, he learns that all the other. Patients have committed themselves to the psych ward, whereas right. he's in there uh, not of his to own volition. That, right. And um, he says, Billy, what are you doing? You're a young kid. You should be out there driving in a convertible, bird dogging chicks and busting beaver. <laughs> that was a decent. It's, that was a decent Jack. It's Jack. I mean, I don't do Jack, but like, Bird you know, chicks. I always loved that phrase. And my dad would always say it to That's me. He would quote right. that movie to me. Um, Bird dogs. <laughs> we do love our bird dogs. Pick them up, baby. Pick them up. All right. I got something for you. Let's hear it. But I, f- I feel like you got something too. My thing, I mean, while you're digging there, I can talk about this. So, dude, the I don't know if you noticed this. So, talking about Ricky again, I'm just name dropping all their fucking. But Ricky bet seven to one for the Super Bowl that a guy would run on the field. All right. Hold and on. Hold on. He showed me his ticket before the game. He bet that a guy would run on the field and it hit. Wow. LOL. But then I saw some things start circulating and I had thought of this to the point where I didn't even think that this was real. You could take that prop. Usually they don't allow you to bet a large amount of money on props like that because of the fact that you could bet 50 grand and then you could run on the field. Yes. Is this what you were going to say? Well, that's exactly what the streaker has claimed he did. Right. He claimed that, that a he real put story? A, like $50,000 on himself, made $350,000, paid $1,000 fine to get himself out of jail, right. and netted $349,000. Right. But I don't know that... I've also heard that there are you know different stories that said it was a different amount, all kinds right. of different things, and it's the very seems sort like of... Seems like an urban legend. It seems like bullshit. Yeah, agreed. And I don't, and I'm pretty sure they don't allow you to put in prop bets for that high when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. But dude, can you imagine you're sitting there in the second quarter? There's a security guard blocking off your entrance. You've put down 50k on this. You just must be sweating fucking bullets at this point. Not only that, but there's nothing stopping you from getting on the field. Nothing. Fifty thousand dollars. Nothing stopping you. And also, like, there has you have to like leap over you. You fall 
a significant amount from the stands onto the field. Mm-hmm. You could break your fucking leg doing that. All right, so classic oops uh, game here. What is the amount of money for which you would streak on the field? So I don't think the guy streaked, by the way. He was wearing like a thong. He was? Yeah, he, he took. He, he went down to it. But fine, let's just say run on the field. Okay, to run on the field, how much money would it cost? Yeah, would you need? 100K? 50K? What are the what are the criminal implications? Okay, okay, that's a good question. I mean, question. is the you know what happens to you? I and I think you typically spend get, the night in jail. You get trespassing. You're banned from NFL events for life. I'm pretty sure. Okay, that all makes sense. But I mean, it's like who cares? It might like, not. Yeah, it might not be worth it for fifty thousand. I'd don't say a hundred thousand. I'd consider it. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, that sounds about right. I, Would I you know. rather blow a person or run on the field of a game? Run on the field. I mean, what? <laughs> but but like it depends on the dollar amount the thing is the thing that that i would like to do is that i would love to wear cleats (laughs) and bird dog shorts and run on the field and and really evade capture for as long as i could that's pretty funny and i think i could i think i could evade capture for a time that would make the players uncomfortable Dude. Like they might get involved in trying to hunt me down. Dude, I and imagine they just start playing like <laughs> they start playing like sound effects on the loudspeaker. You're like running away. I think I could I, because I'm in shape and I play, you know, what what security guard is going to tackle me? That said, so many of them live for that moment. That's true. They just, you know, have been salivating at the prospect of being able to light up some fucking streaking goon. Like, what's that movie about the guy who they thought planted the bomb at the Atlanta Olympics? Oh, yeah. It's the guy's name. Yeah, that guy. It's like uh, Chester Winfield. We're not doing a good job at pulling names this episode. (laughs) We're fucking up. He's sure. got a misdemeanor and a five hundred dollar fine. I mean, that's yeah, that's nothing. nothing. Fucking nothing. brilliant, dude. Good for that. Like, if I was the judge, I'd be like, "You're fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah. Go, go, enjoy your life." Yeah, that's way to, not that big of a deal. Way to take advantage of shit. Well, um, <laughs> that's that's. Uh, speaking of football, this is something that uh, struck me. Um, do you know you know the Gronkowskis, right? Yeah. Wait, there's more than I I mean. I know there's. He's got three three brothers, and they're all enormous. I'm sure they're all four enormous boys, raised in one house. And apparently, the way the house was laid out, they just had, I guess, two humongous bedrooms. They might have just taken two different living rooms, and they put four king beds in each, or two in each room. And apparently the brothers didn't have their own beds. Jesus. They would just come home and crash wherever. Jesus. Like dude. it was a bunkhouse. So they would sleep in bed together. No. Or they like would, on the couch. They would, whatever was open, oh, wow. like that's where they would sleep that night. It's like a fucking share house in Nantucket yeah. or something. Dude, that's crazy. And and that made me laugh thinking about that. <laughs> but but what other what else made me laugh was dude, think about the amount of money you would have to make <laughs> I just thought of this to too. feed 
<laughs> four Gronkowski four, boys you, dude, the, the for like exact 20, thought that I had. seven, 28 years. Literally, like your buddies would be sorry for you. They'd be like, dude, I'm sorry. That is, dude, my, my girlfriend, I can't ask her to contribute to our groceries because I probably eat 85% of the food dude. that we bring into the house. It's crazy. That's how, that's how unbalanced our consumption is. That's wild. And she she said she'd never seen someone eat the way that I I do. <laughs> and that it's like astonishing cuz she'll cook. Now she cooks. We'll order like we'll get like, you know, 10 chicken thighs in two packages and she'll cook all of that in one recipe with the intention that the leftovers will last, you know, from Monday until Thursday. And that just doesn't And happen. I'll have three portions for dinner the first night and then the next day I'll eat it for lunch and it'll be gone by by dinner and i've eaten chicken for 10 people in two days <laughs> and that's just you and that's just me and you're like six three i'm six or is three Gronkowski six seven or something yeah he's like six six he's six seven two fifty they're all huge <sighs> but, the, but you at that point you don't have a choice about where you source your food from you have to shop at sam's club yeah you're or you're you're shopping. You're getting everything like frozen. You're getting huge quantities of it. Dude, you need to start commercially farming at that point. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> you need exactly to right. start. You need to build your own slaughterhouse. And you can't exactly <laughs> take the family out for dinner. Like, what happens at a restaurant? Dude, you fuck up Ruby Tuesdays. They, <laughs> they're like, we don't have enough food. We don't have seven orders of jalapeno How poppers. How many entrees do they order? I don't even. <laughs> Oh, Dude, that's crazy. it what? would be cool to say. Dude, so apparently the the girl who dates or dated, I don't know, Rob Gronkowski is some girl who I went to high school with. She was the swimsuit model. She was a swimsuit model. She went to my high school, not with me. And actually, it's funny. Like, I was at that place, Catch, you know that restaurant? Yeah. In LA. And she was taking pictures with her friend. I didn't know this, but I like photobombed the picture and like it was ha ha ha, whatever. Oh, she recognized you? No, we didn't recognize each other. And I oh. showed somebody the picture later and they're like, oh, that girl went to high school with us. So I was like, what? And no he's way. like, yeah, she was swimsuit, whatever. And I looked her up and I got to be honest with you. It really bothers me that I am not the most famous alumni from my school. <laughs> and this is a call to action for our listeners. Let's make me the most famous alumni from my school. You got time. You got time to I catch got time, up. Right? Yeah, you got time. It really bothers me that she's this like notable alum or something. Or anytime somebody that I know like gets invited to go back to school to like give a talk, that bothers me too. Really? Yeah. I want to be invited. I feel like I should be fucking... Do you remember when I did I remember when I got invited to go speak to the Harvard lacrosse teams? No, that happened. Did I tell you about that? No. Oh man, it was fun. Oh, this is good. It was an honor. I got I got asked to come back to speak on a career panel. Sick. And so they it was all alums coming back to speak to the current teams. And it must have been probably February of last year. Awesome. And I just took the Amtrak train up, which is so nice. It's wonderful. And I shout out Sleepy Joe. I got in. Both teams had just had practice or conditioning. So, you know, they're all wearing their man. I mean, what a what a handsome group of people, the, the, <laughs> the men's and the women's lacrosse teams at Harvard. It was insane. It was like someone had picked, you know, a group of people to repopulate the earth from a <laughs> colony or something. And that everyone it's was like it just so beautiful, That's just great. so fit. Um, and you know, they were all a little, they look tired because they're just grinding. 
And, the, and and also they had ordered a whole bunch of food catered, you know, from some Italian restaurants, so huge platters of yeah. penne and right. watching the girls and the boys just eat mountains of food because they're burning. So it made me so happy. It's great. Dude. But You're like a half proud father. Yeah. Our career panel was comprised of like six former alums, both, you know, three men, three women of, of totally different career paths. One was a dentist. One was a software technician or something or one worked at McKinsey another person was a surgeon whatever and then I a comedian who you know I've had some ups and downs uh and <laughs> I just went funny I mean the whole time dude and it was fantastic I murdered I murdered both teams dude, too would, bad you had a girlfriend man well you fucking slammed you know I would have felt weird that, that's too young I, I think even if I'm single no fucking way brother <laughs> That ain't too young. <laughs> Either way, uh, you know, it was fun because they would start at one end of the line and I was at the far left chair. And so every it would be like the, the question would be, you know, like, have you got any mem- a favorite memory from your time playing lacrosse? And everyone would go down the line. And and by this point, you know, the teams knew that I was the goose, that I was a goose. And so they were like, OK, we have to wait through the dentist and someone would be like, I love playing with my sister. It was so special. And, you know, when I hugged my coach after we won the Ivy Championship right. or whatever, and then it got to me and I was like, showering. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> not a question about it. And people stood up and they, they were like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> And I was like, we used to play a game where I would hold my hand over my eyes and I would only look at guys from the waist down and just identify which members oh of the team they were God. based on the penis. <laughs> that they had <laughs> and everyone that? was like oh my god i said that <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was dying laughing dude it was really fun that's fun man it was fun that's great um dude i'm not a noteworthy alum from anywhere that i've gone and it, p- it pisses me off like stella adler at conservatory never has fucking no one gives a fuck about me dude i need to become more notable yeah but your boston university doesn't give a fuck you're talking about places you know where it's hard, like Stella Adler has yeah, but dude, super famous actors they that did, have come she, out of That's there. true, but like from the program that I did, they would sort of put these actors on blast who weren't doing anything that cool. Like they'd have like a little part in something. Like okay. thing, I've done things like more significant. Nobody, I love that. I love that Julio's um, like his. The thing that's missing in his career is like his picture on the wall of a barber shop. I, I want appreciation. Or an Italian man. deli or something. Yeah, my, my fucking like lowest key, lowest of key egomania coming out in a very odd form. <laughs> it's great. Uh, let's wrap there. That's Hoops the Podcast, everybody. I'm off to Jamaica. Well, actually, we're going to record one more ep, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit more about the trip and that. So you'll hear about that on Thursday. And uh, thanks for listening. Email us your thoughts, oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow the Instagram. I'm at Francis CCLs. He's at Not Julio with a J. Check out his travel podcast, Pack Light, on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you listen. Thank you so much for listening to us. We will see you soon.